Now, the Jen Charlton Show on 930 WFMD and WFMD.com. Telling it like it is with your host, Jen Charlton. Good morning, everyone. Welcome. It's great to have you here with us in Frederick, Maryland and beyond. And I want to remind everybody that today is in the streets. So get out there and enjoy the vendors and the businesses and the camaraderie and and have fun. Today, I want to continue the conversation about election integrity because it's going to continue to be an issue until we deal with certain things. And elections do have consequences. Remember, if and I heard the news say, you know, those baseless claims, the news guy said baseless claims that the 2020 election was stolen. Are they baseless? They're actually not baseless. There's plenty of evidence, as evidenced by the latest ruling out of Arizona just this week, that the process for verifying signatures is illegal. In reading the article about it and and so forth, it says that they could use or they do use multiple versions of somebody's signature because the one on the ballot can't be it. The one on the envelope that they signed, that can't be it, which is what they're supposed to verify against. So they go into the DMV records to go back as far as 40 years on somebody's license to determine whether that signature validates. That's insane. You go with the signature on the envelope, period. Not complicated. Don't complicate it. Or someone might think that we have a claim, not baseless, that the election is stolen. So this mucking with the processes leads me to a bigger point. And I had this epiphany as I'm driving in here today. Federal regulations have been asunder. They'll regulate you and I from the health department to, you know, how we run our businesses to the EPA and all these regulatory impositions that they create willy nilly to make you and I live within this box, but Fed is not regulated. Their regulations are out the window. They don't have to follow the rules on elections. They don't have to follow the rules on things like Supreme Court justices and trying to pack the court, which we're going to talk about today. So we're in this battle right now between who's going to have the power, the Fed because they can do whatever they want, whenever they want, with no consequences? Or is it going to be we the people who get to decide how we're governed and we get to govern ourselves because we are self-governed, as defined in the Constitution? So I have with me today an expert who's going to talk with us about election integrity, who's actually been there on the ground working at many years ago with Newt Gingrich when he was Speaker of the House. Who knew we had election integrity issues back then? Some people did, but it seems like it's a more current phenomenon. But we continue to have these issues. 
But the last thing I want to say is about this this battle between the regulation of the people and the regulation of government. What's occurring is we have no balance of power. Now, I'm making an assertion. Some people would say, oh, well, it's it's mucking with the balance of power. No, the balance of power, in my view, has been destroyed. When a, a party has the right to say some of the horrible things they've said about the current president when President Trump was sitting in the Oval Office with no consequence. They could threaten his life. They could infer threatening his life. They could in some way instill hostility against him with no consequence. I'm thinking of Maxie Waters, Miss Maxie. Outrageous what she said. Go after them wherever they sit. So this this mucking with the balance of power has put us in a very, very precarious place. So my guest today will be able to speak to some of these things. And I'm very excited to have him on. We're going to have Roman Bueller who is with the Madison Coalition. He's the national director of the Madison Coalition, and he's working on something called Keep Nine. Keep Nine Justices at the Supreme Court. We're going to take a quick break. I'd like to thank our sponsors, U.S. Flag Service. U.S. Flag Service, thank you so much for supporting us. Sweeties on the Creek, we're scooping now. They're going to be down in the streets to go down there. We'll be right back. Good morning. Welcome back. Okay, so I have with me today Roman Bueller. I also have my father, Walter Charlton, in studio because when we're talking about constitutional issues and what's going on with regard to packing the court or honoring uh, this balance of power, in other words, let's not put these uh, influences on the court so that now they're politically pressured. The purpose of the three legs of government is so that there is no ability for one to influence the other. They should be separate. Now, I know that that's not reality, and some would argue we actually have four legs of government now, and one of those is the deep state. Dad, what would you say, based on this notion that federal regulations are kind of thrown out the window, they can do whatever the heck they want when they want with no consequence, Versus we, the people who are being so overregulated, so overtaxed, so overburdened by an overreaching government, that's the that kind of defies the purpose of the Constitution and what it stands for, and the purpose of keeping us in this balance of power. What what say you about that? Well, it just by a coincidence, I happen to be working on exactly that question in the reply brief. For our RICO case, it's now before the Fourth Circuit. And in the process of doing this, I've spoken to some very, very brilliant people, most of which are not lawyers, but they're in other uh, areas of expertise that, that address this problem. And therefore, here is what I have gleaned from these brilliant people, one of one of which is a fellow named Bob Kofod, who's a security expert in 
in electronics and banks and the like. The first thing is this. Under the Declaration of Independence, we cut our ties with Britain to get away from oppression of a government. And that's in the first paragraph of the Declaration of Independence. But the result of this was the Constitution of the United States sometime later. Now, what you have to view is to, to, to logically understand this enormously complex situation we're in, you have to understand that the Constitution of the United States is a contract with many, many parts. Between who? Between the king, who now is what we now call the deep state, and the people. And the king and the deep state work for us. They don't work for the king. They don't work for the, the deep state. They work for us. All three branches of the government work for us. And when the deep state violates that in any fashion, they are in breach of the contract and we the people. And, and this is paramount. Now, Bob Kofod said something that's going to be in my reply brief. The people like Linda Lamone and the Maryland State uh, Election Board and the state boards of every state have a duty. That duty is to prove to us that the election is correct. It's not the other way around that we It have is to prove not the they, other way around. That they stole it. They have to prove to us that they didn't. We don't don't have to pay fees to get the data so that we can have experts engineers like we've got or expert uh, mathematicians to 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 dig through mountains and mountains and huge gigabytes of data so we can statistically prove this Oh, no, that's wrong. They have to prove it to us. How come it's, oh, how come it's been allowed to be switched so that, that you have to prove to them? Because that's clearly what's going on, or okay. we wouldn't have lost so many cases in the courts. Now, that's, an, that's a terrific question, but the answer nobody's going to like. The answer is this. The communists have been trying to crack us and take over for many decades. And what we have is no conspiracy theory. We have an actual conspiracy that is now being proven by an army of very, very smart people who mine this data. And we have all of these various, nine, at least nine areas of fraud... And the individual frauds, I, I've done a lot of, in, in my legal and accounting careers, I've done a lot of work with fraud. And let me tell you something. Fraudsters are very, very smart people. There is no, they're cropped and crooked, 
Some of them work for the government. Some of them are judges because people are people, and some of them are corrupt. But any system in the world, I happen to be a system expert in accounting, and I've installed systems. Any system can be cracked. And they, whatever it is, it will be cracked. Now, just one more point I'd like to get out. They, they have been cracked. And they, there's huge mountains that prove of data, that prove standing and prove everything else. But the important thing that is left out of all this is this. If a fraudster or a normal person sets out to cheat, they can cheat, and they will cheat. And therefore... Well, they give, if given the opportunity and with a sufficient motive. And with no control over the cheating. Now, in, in one of the cases that I did uh, finalize, it's not even over yet, the government of the United States essentially fired all of their top auditors. The United States General Accounting Office doesn't even audit agencies anymore. Which was their primary function before. Yeah. In other words, the Army got got uh, audited. And when, when the generals sitting there and in walked the GAO auditors, they shook in their boots for good reason. Because they knew where all the snakes were, and the GAO found them out. Anyway, this whole setup has been flipped on its ear by by the Congress, and it's terrible. So when you talk about Congress being the, uh, you know, the gatekeepers, really, because we elect them, so they're supposed to represent us, not defy us, not attack us, not attack the person we put in the White House, because, I mean, how incredibly disingenuous is it how phony how fake how inauthentic that these congressional people would behave like they have so the point being that you know when you look at election integrity and elections have consequences and then you look at uh in the constitution in article three it says that the number of Supreme Court justices shall be determined by Congress. Well, my problem with that is, you know, this idea of packing the court is that that inherently makes it political. That inherently makes it political because Congress is elected. And in the case of where we are right now, where we have progressive, liberal, I'm going to call it Marxist people, because the way Maxine Waters, I use her as an example of so many people like her in Congress who are uber left liberal progressive nasty. When they when they attack like they do, like pit bulls, that no longer um, respects this electoral process and, and it lacks decorum. Well, I, I agree with what you're saying. However, I don't think it goes far enough. Under our contracts, the way I started this off, every one of the three branches of government and every person who works for a government agency has a duty 
to do the right thing, and not just the right thing, the correct thing to the extent they are. That's their job. However, if they have the intent to cheat, or if they, like now, have the intent to bring our government to its knees and to spend all the money that we ever earned and then all the, all the money you're going to earn for the next 10 years and bring our, our government to its knees and the whole system down, you got to put a different word on it. That word that you've not used yet is treason. These are treasonous activities by definition. Now, my lawyer friends don't like me to use the word treason because it's supposed to be just used in terms of war, in times of war. We are at war, and we are in a war for survival of this country. And where there's bad faith and the intent to deceive by huge amounts of people, they are going to succeed. But this, the only hope we've got is this. These people who are really evil and treasonous and intent to deceive us may be smart enough to crack the system, but we got a whole lot of other smart people that are can, can, can take care of the problem one way or the other. Unfortunately, our lawsuit is civil only and not criminal, which brings us to another horrible situation where the Department of Justice and the FBI are corrupted and, and will not prosecute the bad guys. Why? Probably because the leaders agree with them. They want to bring us down. In a situation like this, we got a really, really bad problem. Okay, when you look at treason, there was a, the Rosenbergs, famously, in 1951. Now, I guess maybe we're in a, a time of war, but I don't think that it has to be limited to a time of war because people can, can commit treason. Frankly, it could put us into a time of war if they're helping the bad guys. And if you look at, <clears throat> if we look at what's been going on with the Biden crime syndicate, you know, those people have taken millions of dollars from our enemy. How on earth is that not treason? Well, it gets complicated and, and, but the, the but the important thing is this if you have an intent to destroy you will you will bend all the rules it's like a uh, a buddy of mine once said he said if a judge has the intent to rule against you and he put it a little more succinctly than that but i can't say it on the air you will wind up in that situation. <laughs> All right, everybody, okay. we're going to take a quick break. And I just want to thank everybody for being here. Also, reminder that it's in the streets. And make sure you get out there and have fun today. Uh, WFMD will be down on the scene with Miss Diana. So uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Jen Charlton Show. It's great to have you guys here with us. I have on the phone Ramon Bueller, who's the national director of Madison Coalition, and they are 
seeking to find a balance of state and federal power, and they've already been working in several states uh, to to ensure that, that that occurs using Regulation Freedom Amendment. So good morning. Welcome to the Jen Charlton Show, Ramon. It's great to have you here. Well, thank you for having me. All right. Can you tell me first about the Madison Coalition and your this balance of power notion? Because, I, you know, like I said in my opening, you know, we think we have a balance of power. I don't think we do anymore. I actually think they've destroyed it. When you have the kind of influences going on and leaking, frankly, of the SCOTUS rulings before they come out. I mean, that was unheard of around, uh, you know, the abortion uh, ruling. So. You know, do we even have a balance of power anymore? Tell me about that. Well, it, it is this this balance of power has been eroding rapidly. And, you know, uh, we are frequently distracted by the news and the headlines of the day. But if you look back over the last 50 years and you watch the erosion of checks and balances against the abuse of power and the increase in the abuse of that power, you can very clearly see that uh, America is on the wrong path. More and more power is moving from the people to the government. More and more of that power is moving from local and state governments to the federal government. And more and more of that power is being concentrated uh, in the executive branch uh, and in unelected bureaucrats who are not accountable to voters. So what is so one of your initiatives is is to um, stop the packing of the court notion movement by the liberal progressive left. You know, if they don't get what they want, then they'll just change the rules. It's like you keep moving the goalposts. But let's hold that for a second. Let's talk about election integrity, because, as I said, elections have consequences. We all know that the Congress, by having the Constitution say that the Congress has the ability to set the number of SCOTUS Therefore, when we elect Congress, we inherently politicize that process. Am I off? Or is that right? Well, the, the, the Constitution was designed to have three independent branches of government, the executive, the legislative, and the judicial. And it is in the nature of politicians to want more power. It is in the nature of politicians to want to erode checks and balances. Um, so for the first uh, uh, almost century of our republic, uh, the, uh, the the Congress manipulated the size of the Supreme Court uh, to bend the court to its will. And then uh, in 1869, we set the number of justices at nine, and it's been nine for more than 150 years. Roosevelt tried to pack the court uh, to turn the court into a puppet of his administration. The country rejected that. And so for many years, we thought we had an independent court. But as you point out, the number of justices is not in the Constitution. It's been a tradition that we keep it at nine. And now some people on the left want to pack the court because they are unhappy with the court's decisions. And the problem is that if the left packs the court, then uh, the court's going to probably get packed again from another direction. And it's going to cease to become an independent watchdog on politicians. It's going to become a lapdog for politicians. So what the Madison Coalition is doing is working with the support now of 200 members of Congress on a very simple constitutional amendment. All it says is the Supreme Court of the United States shall be composed of nine justices. And we believe just as public pressure forced Congress uh, to propose amendments that gave women the right to vote and impose presidential term limits, 
we can uh, uh, build enough public pressure to force Congress to adopt this Keep Nine Amendment and save the Supreme Court uh, from becoming a, a, a packed uh, puppet of politicians in Washington. Fantastic. I mean, I, I, you have my complete support. However, we can help you through my network of communicators to make sure that we message it out, first of all, because people have to understand the consequences and this erosion of of um, of government of the people and by the people is is so profound right now. And I think that most everyday voters, humans, just kind of stick their head in the sand. They're like, I, I don't want to talk about it anymore, you know, but this has such far reaching consequences into our everyday lives when they're determining things like the right to life. And, you know, if you take that particular instance, uh, you know, you're an attorney, you you worked for Newt Gingrich when he was Speaker of the House, correct? So so you have this. Yes, I I, go ahead. He hired me actually when he was a uh, a fairly junior member of Congress. Uh, I was his first House committee counsel. And then as he rose up through the ranks, I remained the counsel at the Committee on House Administration. Uh, where he appointed the leadership, uh, and my my issue was uh, I worked on election integrity issues then. Which I just think is hilarious because we think back then we had it together and now we're falling apart. And so tell me why, what's, how would you compare election integrity back then uh, and then today? How different is it or is it not? Well, the left, in my view, has a long-term plan. And the long-term plan is to um, establish federal control over elections all over the country. And then with that control uh, to uh, erode uh, checks on um, uh, potentially uh, on voter fraud uh, and to make it easier uh, for for people to cheat. Um, and, you know, that's a pretty serious allegation. But if you just to give you one example of what the left has done, when we were negotiating a bill, we tried to put into uh, the law a requirement that the voter check the citizenship box on the voter registration form before that form could be processed. And the left fought against that. The Democrats fought against that. They did not want to require that somebody check the citizenship box. Now, why is that important? Because if you check the citizenship box uh, and you sign under penalty of perjury, it's pretty clear uh, if you're not a citizen that you've committed a crime. But if you haven't checked the box, you can argue, well, I didn't really know what I was signing. So this is just one of many, many, many examples. The Democrats don't want a voter ID requirement. Um, One of the reasons uh, that the left wants to pack the Supreme Court is because the Supreme Court has ruled that requiring uh, a government-issued photo ID uh, to vote is constitutional. Um, But the left doesn't believe it's constitutional. They believe that's voter, uh, you know, voter suppression. And so if they pack the court, Uh, One of the results will probably be the uh, elimination of uh, a lot of checks and balances against voter fraud across the country and more federal control. So, you know, there are many, many, many issues where control of the court, as you point out, uh, defines uh, which direction the country goes. And that's why the left wants to control the court, because if they control the court, the Congress and the White House, there are no checks on their power. And my mission here with talking to your listeners is a lot of people ask, what can I do to stop the far left from imposing their tyrannical policies on this country? And my answer is there are many, many things you can do, but one thing you can do 
is to join this effort to prevent the left from packing the court. And you can do that by going to our website, www.keep9.org, um, or emailing uh, us at leaders at madisoncoalition.org, leaders at madisoncoalition.org. And we have uh, grassroots activities in every state, uh, and we have very specific things that people can do. Uh, and that's, I think, what people are looking for. They're looking for specific things that they can do that will help to stop the left uh, from achieving its goals. And so we, we think uh, that helping to support the Keep Nine Amendment uh, and the broader effort to take power out of Washington uh, is is something that people can do. Well, one of the things that I think is so special when you think about the Supreme Court is it's this awesome pillar of integrity. It's the umbrella under which we operate. It's the guiding light. It's the thing that stands us apart from the Venezuelas of the world. That's right. And go ahead. The left talks a lot about democracy, but you cannot have democracy and you cannot have a free society if the courts are controlled by politicians. Because politicians, it is in their nature to abuse power. Um, Some politicians are great, but they're always bad eggs. And so in successful democratic societies, uh, societies that are constitutional republics, uh, not uh, uh, tyrannies like Venezuela, the common thread is that the courts are always independent. And it is a disturbing sign of the times that one of the left's big goals is to destroy the independence of the Supreme Court by uh, reestablishing the idea that Congress can manipulate the size of the court any time it doesn't like what the court's doing. And so I frame this in a broader struggle that we are fighting um, as advocates of limited government. There are two great movements in this country. One is a movement to concentrate and, and accumulate power in Washington. And the other movement, which right now doesn't have enough leaders, is the movement to take power away from politicians and bureaucrats in Washington. And this Keep Nine Amendment would take away the power of Congress to pack the Supreme Court. Now, the Madison Coalition is also working on another issue, which you mentioned briefly, which is to take away the power of unelected bureaucrats to rule and intimidate by decree. Now, you'll hear a lot of politicians talk about, I'm going to get rid of this regulation. I'm going to get rid of that regulation. But that isn't what we need. We don't need to just get rid of a regulation because the next politician that comes along will put it right back. What we need to do is take permanently away, permanently take away the authority of the bureaucrats to issue those regulations in the first place. And so what we need is a constitutional requirement that regulations be approved by Congress, not just dictated by bureaucrats. And so we are looking for leaders now who will take that that issue uh, and, and move it forward. And again, it's another way of taking power out of Washington. Take away their power to pack the Supreme Court, take away the power of bureaucrats to rule by decree, maybe even take away the power of politicians to borrow money without limits. Those are the kinds of things that we need conservatives to get more excited about, and that's what the Madison Coalition is doing. Again, leaders at madisoncoalition.org. Oh, that is just awesome. You hit on a number of things I want to touch. So this idea of giving 
getting politicians, you said the courts controlled by politicians. I would assert that we are there. And we know that Soros, that was his strategy to take us down, was to take control over the local prosecutors. And we're seeing it in all of these Trump indictments, which are all politically motivated. They, They effectively are, as a result, election interference, but they are politically driven to take down an opponent and to take control of our political process from the other side. So I I often say we're fighting a war on multiple fronts here. You know, it's a five-dimensional war. And one of those wars is somebody came into our nation, funded these politician-slash-attorneys, started working on the judges, corrupted some of those. Thank God, Trump, I, you know, when he was putting in all those all those judges, I was like, why is he focused on that? We have bigger fish to fry, you know? But he saw the long-term strategy that you had to deal with all the corruption that they had started instilling and, and installing in the court judicial process. He knew it. So when he went out and put in, what, 200 and some judges at various mm-hmm. levels, he had a an insight that we did not see. Would you agree with that? Well, yes. The, the, the most lasting achievement of Trump's four years in office are the judges that he put in. And the left's biggest goal is to undo and destroy uh, that legacy. And they're going to do it. The, their plan to do it is to pack the Supreme Court. And, you know, I when I look at, as you point out, we are in a in a multi-front war. But uh, I would uh, I, I, I sometimes talk about the analogy. If someone uh, offered you three wishes, your most important wish might not be for the things, the actual things you want. It might be for more wishes. And what the left does when they have power, they don't think just about all the things, the policies they want to carry out. They think, how do we use our power to gain more power? And in our system, if you control the White House, the Congress, and the courts, you have absolute power. And so as we look at where we're going to deploy our resources to fight the left, we need to prioritize not just keeping them from controlling the White House or keeping them from controlling the Congress, but which unfortunately they do every periodically. We can't win every election. We need to make sure they can never corrupt the Supreme Court. And so that's why a lot of conservatives believe that this effort to preserve the independence of the Supreme Court so the Supreme Court can be a check on balance, a check and balance on the abuse of power by the other two branches, this effort to preserve an independent Supreme Court may be one of the very most important things that conservatives can do because it affects everything. It affects election integrity. Um, it affects the power of regulators. Uh, there was just a decision this morning by the, the Fifth Circuit uh, that, that basically said the White House uh, illegally and unconstitutionally tried to censor free speech uh, by pu- putting pressure on big tech companies. All of those uh, all of those issues depend on having an independent Supreme Court. And this Supreme Court maybe have been appointed by conservatives and by Trump, but it's not controlled by them. They are independent. 
And the left doesn't like independent judges because independent judges are checks on politicians. That's the battle we're fighting. Well, and I and I want to say this, and we're going to take a quick break. They have the influence. See, if they, and I've witnessed it, I've experienced it firsthand, where somebody said to me, you will do this. Well, back then I was young and foolish. Like I didn't have the gumption I have today. Now I'd say, oh, no, mm-hmm. my girlfriend, I'm not. But but now, it, you know, and we know in the halls of Annapolis that people have exerted pressure on their fellow politicians to comply and get in line and vote the way they want. Yep. And that is not democracy. Let's be super duper clear, because those politicians weren't voted in by their fellow colleagues. They were voted Mm -hmm. in by their constituents, and they owe that vote only to those constituents. And their voice only shall represent those constituents, not the political pressure of the liberal progressive left that's taken over the halls of Annapolis, Maryland. And they're doing it in other blue states. And there is no difference, let's be clear, between Maryland and communist California. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Sweeties on the Creek. We're scooping now and U.S. Flag Service. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Jen. And I have with me today Roman Bueller, who is the national director of the Madison Coalition, and he is overseeing a movement, keep9.org. And so, Roman, and we just have a few more minutes, and I've got another announcement of an event coming up. And I want to talk about activating people, because one of the things that you touched on, and I have said so often on my show here, is what are you going to do, you the listener? And so I've had listeners say, what do you mean I didn't get an action? You know, they do get an action. I have great listeners, and I love you guys. But, but w- there are actions to take every single day, every minute, right now, so that we are moving our initiative forward. And and problem is with this this multi-dimensional, five-dimensional warfare that we're in, and they're using lawfare against us. They're using the law and the pact courts and the, you know, and I say pact courts in terms of the lower courts because they've already done that. Soros has infected our court system with these Marxists who are now coming after our leader, President Trump. So, We've already got all that going on. How do we push back? How do we take control? Because we feel like we're, you know, we turn to the left, we're fighting over here, and then we turn to the right, we're fighting over here, and oh my gosh, they're on top of my head and they're under my feet. So how do we help people prioritize? And I think you've hit on it that this this, uh, initiative to maintain nine at the Supreme Court will require a constitutional amendment. So let's talk about how can people... Um, get in action around that? Should they contact their congressmen, their their representatives? How do we make this so? So the process of building a national public movement, a public movement that will force politicians to do something that ordinarily they don't want to do is, is not something conservatives um, have done in a long time. The last big conservative amendment that happened was presidential term limits. But we, there was a national movement back then which made it happen. So there are three things that we suggest that people can do. One is to reach out, contact the elected officials and candidates that you can vote for and ask them where they stand on the Keep Nine Amendment to preserve an independent Supreme Court. And you can tell them. All it says is the Supreme Court of the United States 
shall be composed of nine justices. And we ought to know where every single politician stands on that amendment. And if a politician says they're against court packing, but they won't support an amendment to ban it, they're kind of like the you know, hoodlum walking down the street at 3 o'clock in the morning who says, I don't believe in burglary, but I don't want to outlaw it. Right. If a politician says they're against court packing, they ought to be for the amendment to outlaw it. So that's the first thing people can do. The second thing people can do is to spread the word. Everybody knows about court packing, but very, very few people, not enough people, know that there is a keep nine amendment backed by 200 members of Congress and more than a thousand elected officials across the country that would ban court packing. And we need to let people know. So you can do it on social media. You can do it with your friends. You can go to meetings and talk about it. There are lots of ways to spread the word. And the third most important thing you can do is get other people to do those two things. Get other people to contact their elected officials. Get other people to spread the word. And for people who want specific ideas on what they can do in their community, if you live on the eastern shore, if you live in the in the mountains, if you live in the in Montgomery County, doesn't matter where you live, there are all kinds of things that people can do. And go to our website, keepnine.org, or email me directly at leaders at madisoncoalition.org leaders at madisoncoalition.org. There are lots of things people can do. And I'll just say one other thing. You know, the politicians will always tell us that the most important thing is the next election. And the next election is really important. But it's not the only thing. It's not just electing politicians. It's getting the politicians we elect to do what we want them to do. Right. If you go down to the to the to the kennel and you pick a great dog, the dog is going to pee on the rug unless you train them. And so what we need to do is go to our elected officials and get them to do what we want. And if we ask them to do something specific, like support the Keep Nine Amendment, talk about it, then we have a chance of making them respond to what we care about instead of what they care about. Beautifully said and love your analogy. All right. Ramon Bueller with the Madison Coalition. Everybody talk to nine people about this amendment, okay? Keep9.org. Talk to nine, keep nine. Here you go. Thank you, Ramon. We'll have you again. Have a great day. Thank you, Jen. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Okay, everybody. I want to now bring on um, a gal who is with Moms for Liberty, Jamie Brennan. I've had Jamie on many times, and uh, God bless her and her group for the work that they're doing, not only here locally in Frederick County, in the state of Maryland, but across the nation. Good morning, and welcome to the Jen Charlton Show, Jamie. Hey, Jen. Thanks for having me. Good to have you here. Now, tell us about this event you've got coming up on Wednesday. It's a rally, and it's important because parents are under attack, and we should not be under attack for the responsibility that God gave us to protect our children. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Transparency and Education actually organized a rally, and we're helping them get the word out and participating. It's called Unteach the Overreach. It's going to be at um, the FCPS, the main building, 191 East Street in Frederick. Um, it's starting at 530. We're doing, we're, we are rallying from 530 to 7. Uh, we have a bunch of speakers, some local elected officials. Um, I'm speaking, a couple of the other um, local leaders who are fighting back against this. Um, what FCPS is doing, and this is specifically in opposition to their policy 443, which allows um, biological males into women's bathrooms and women's uh, sports, but also and 
from a parent's rights perspective, another huge issue with this is that it allows the school to help socially transition your child at school behind your back. Um, Okay, hold on. Let me weigh in. Let me weigh in. First of all, uh, many years ago, and I'm sure the statistic hasn't changed because humans haven't, one in six women in the college era had been uh, had been sexually assaulted. So people are assaulted in, 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 in unfortunately, children are abused. If they are in a, let's say that something happened to a young gal in her family environment, God forbid, she goes to school, guy walks in to the ladies' room. All of a sudden, she's triggered with a PTSD event because some dude is in the ladies' room. It doesn't matter what these bureaucrats think. Women have been assaulted for thousands of years. When you start conflating this identity gender nonsense against the safety of women, you are subjecting women to assault. Now, that's a very strong statement. And I mean every letter of it. Go ahead. It happened in Loudoun County. That's exactly what happened in Loudoun County. Um, a, a student claimed to be trans. He used, was using the ladies' restroom. He assaulted a student. They covered it up. They moved him to another count, another school, um, and he did the same thing there. Um, so it's not like this never happens. It happened to our neighbors right down the road. Um, and it's, you know, it's a concern. Yes. So everybody, you have to show up. This is not just for parents. This is for every citizen to be concerned about how our fellow citizens, young people, are being mistreated, maltreated, and subjected to something that some adult thinks they have the purview over a parent. It's outrageous. It's disgusting. And it should be illegal. It is assault on our children. It's assault against the parents. It's assault on the families. And enough is enough. Now we put our foot down. Everybody show up Wednesday. FCPS's main office, 191 East Street in downtown Frederick. Okay, that's Frederick County Public Schools. Everybody have a great week. You've been listening to the Jen Charlton Show. I'd like to thank Ramon Bueller for being on with us, Walter Charlton for being on with us. Thank you, Jamie. God bless Moms for Liberty. We'll see you next week. When was the last time you had freshly made ice cream or candy? Sweeties on the Creek offers a wide selection of fresh, creamy ice cream made with natural flavors. Stop in for a new fun flavor or a classic yummy favorite perched on a freshly made waffle cone. Just in, Sweeties has a huge assortment of candy, including freshly made in-store delicious chocolates. Your young ones will love all the plush toys and fun gifts, too. Sweeties on the Creek, just up from Market Street. We're scooping now. News Radio 930. WFMB Frederick. A connoisseur media radio station.